With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hawkeye Nation! I hope you're feeling better today. It is Monday. You had Sunday and today. Get it all together. You're feeling good. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because they did some really good things. They did some really good things. It's it's not going to be the uh, doom and gloom. You, you need not fear the reaper. It's a... Uh, going to be a good season still i mean even with even with this loss which was heartbreaking you never like to lose that way typically we got beat how we usually beat others grind 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 hang in until the end get your uh, your points you need and get the heck out that's what happened to us they didn't really grind it actually the time of possession was nearly identical for the most part even being with our two turnovers they had two turnovers as well we actually had three but we recovered one they had two uh we uh, only got three points off their turnovers, and they got seven off of ours. Not a huge swing, but points. If uh, if you're looking at, man, our offensive production, just incredible. You had 460 yards of total offense. I, I think I read uh, on Twitter one of the uh, uh, one of the guys said that that was the more, even more than what we had at uh, the Holiday Bowl. I mean, think about that, and that was a great game to watch. I mean, we had a, we were, it was pretty prolific, just seeing Stanley back there throwing the ball downfield at will and being able to take those guys down. We took USC out. That USC team is a lot better than this Purdue team, but I think people should realize that too. This Purdue team, they're not they're not a bad team. It's it's hard to think that way because it's been kind of ingrained in our mind that the Illinois, the Purdue's, the Indiana's, they're not good teams. They're getting better. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Coach Braun. He he has put together a really nice group of coaches and and, and players and positioned them to be successful. He's building he's building a program. I don't think that they're as good as Iowa. I don't think they have nearly as much talent as we do. But they had the talent where it needed to be. They struggled on on uh, on their running game. We kept that mostly in check. Towards the end of the game, I think our guys maybe got a little bit tired. But uh, really, there was only one uh, uh, one guy kind of beating us in the in the rushing game. I mean, they were they were last in the league last year for rushing. We held them pretty pretty well in check. They were just over a hundred yards for rushing, largely by one guy. So that wasn't that wasn't terrible. Um, we had a lot of weapons. Uh, we got a lot of guys involved, which was fun to watch. I think that's encouraging because we we knew we had the weapons. We just didn't know really how Spencer uh, Petrus would do. We had a pretty good idea. I mean, the, the kid's a stud, and he proved it on Saturday. 
I don't know how many people thought that he didn't. I think it's pretty crazy if you didn't think that he did really well because he did. You, you, if you if you if you didn't think he did well, I guess we were watching a different game. I I even watched it again just to make sure I wasn't crazy. I love this kid. He is he is going to be the next great Iowa quarterback. He could be he could be one of the best or the best. I think he reads the field really well. He missed a couple throws here and there, but largely he he made he connected with the people at the right times. He moved the ball down the field. It came down to stupid penalties and losing the ball at really inopportune times in scoring position. That, I think that's the biggest thing right there. We lost the ball in scoring position. One from our own lineman knocking it out of Goodson's hands. Obviously, he didn't mean to, but he knocked it out. He tried pushing him forward and popped the ball right out. That really killed that drive. I mean, if you look at it, we really could, maybe should, have been up 28 to at least 14. 28-14 going into the half. Think about that. That'd be a huge swing. 28-14 puts a little bit you know, less pressure on you, but gives you a huge momentum to go out and then add on top of that, really demoralize a team and, and put them down. Probably would have you know, run the ball a little bit more. Wouldn't have had to throw it around as much as we did. We were really successful rushing the ball. I mean, if you look at our uh, top rusher was Tyler Goodson. 16 carries for 77 yards, 4.8 average. His longest was 16 yards. Uh, Micah Sargent, 11 for uh, 71, 6.5 average, one touchdown. I was I was really imp uh, impressed with Sargent. I thought he did really well. I know that uh, Tyler Goodson didn't get a a carry in the fourth quarter, but really, I mean, yeah, he is a playmaker. Okay, but I think he's more of a playmaker getting the ball in space. He, he can run the ball as well as any of them and, and probably better than, than any of them. But Sargent was doing really well. I mean, he was only six yards you know, less than, than Goodson. And less carries. So I, I, I really wasn't worried about that. I, I liked, <coughs> excuse me, I, I liked having the ball being distributed the way it was. And I would love to see Tyler Goodson in space doing a little swing route, little, you know, little dump pass. If you get that kid in open space, man, watch out. He is fun to watch. He, he's, he's got both abilities of, of both the quickness and the speed to where if you get the right situation, which we will this year, he's electric. He's gone. So I'm really hoping that that develops. Um, but then, you know, yeah, then all, all the, the rushing uh, the backs. Amir Smith-Marset, it was 2 for 18. And Ivory Kelly-Martin was 4 for 29. You know, we had a total of 100, 195 yards rushing. Usually we were just trying to get to that 100-yard mark. We didn't have a problem rushing. I thought the offensive line did really well. I think uh, Koi Krunk needs a little bit more time to adjust. I think he's, he's having some issues changing from the left side to the right side. That'll come in time, though. Once he gets acclimated a little bit more, which, I mean, these games, the, the first game of the year, we're usually playing a ball state, North Texas, somebody like that. And that's why. I mean, if you ever had, had a, you know, a question as to why don't we schedule the, the more competitive or, or you know, really uh, good marquee games, well, we should. But I, I'm never really a fan of doing that, especially for the first game. There's just way too much to iron out and, and to figure out. 
not that I'm totally against that, but I think this is exactly why you prefer a game like a Ball State. And no disrespect to them, but, you know, if they win, they, they've had a great opportunity. I mean, we, we got beat by North Dakota State. So, I mean, it can't happen. Shouldn't. Should never happen. But those, those are the kind of games you get all the kinks out. You work all this stuff out. Unfortunately, it came against Purdue. I had high hopes because, well, Purdue hasn't been a perennial powerhouse of any kind, but they're getting better. They are getting better. So it was no surprise at the end of the game, looking at the stats and, and kind of looking how the flow of the game went, it was no wonder that we did lose. But think about this. If they would have had Rondell Moore in the game, yeah. I don't know if that would have been a heck of a lot worse <laughs> or if it would have spread the ball out a little bit differently. But Bell, Bell has hurt us for two years in a row. We were able to escape last year and win the game. But, man, Rondell Moore, I'm glad he doesn't come back until this weekend. So you can be fortunate for that. 20 to 24, you hate to lose a close game like that, especially when you feel you could have won. I, I, I do feel that we were the better team. Hard to say that, yes, because we lost, but I, I do. I think that we had more weapons. I think we had more uh, more offense, you know, for sure. I mean, going going on that, too, you look at Sam Laporta. He's, he's one of the huge difference makers that I think is going to be the next big Iowa tight end. This guy had 5 for 71, 14.2 average. I was encouraged, like I said before, is that Spencer is able to check down. He's able to see the field. This is great. I think he sees it a little bit better than what Stanley did. He was a little behind in some of his throws. He throws a much harder ball, though. These guys are getting that ball zipped, and when they zoomed in on it, he throws such a tight, nice spiral. I think some of these guys don't know how to catch such a beautiful ball. I really don't. And everything speeds up, so, of course, everything is a little bit faster. He was behind on a couple of them, but some of them were very catchable. The receivers just didn't get it. So there's that, too. They'll work it out. They'll get the timing down. I think Spencer's a leader. But going back to Sam Laporta, I think that he is the next you know, great uh, Iowa tight end. Hopefully he'll keep on producing. Uh, Nico Regani did awesome. He, he was four for 61. Man, it is incredible. Like The amount of people involved and the even distribution to them is fantastic. And that's encouraging, too. That way you know that it doesn't matter who you have in at that specific time. You've got an outlet. We didn't always have that luxury. That was a that was a huge turnoff a lot of years is because, well, if he's not in or if we don't have this, you know, particular player, we're not that deep, you had a lot of issues. Or we had to run the ball, even if we couldn't. Well, now we have a, a whole bunch of options. These guys, these defenses, it's gonna be a nightmare for some of these defenses once we start clicking real well. You hold on to that ball, who knows? Like I said, if we would have been twenty eight to uh, fourteen going into halftime, we could have poured it on continue to, to make uh, make waves. This could have been a completely different ball game. We'll never know now, but that's why you hold on to the ball. You don't turn over the ball. Turnovers usually get you L's in the uh, win-loss column. So I don't know. I, I, I'm very encouraged. Uh, yeah, I said Nico Regini had 4 of 61 for 15.3 average. Tyler Goodson, 5 for 59. Awesome. You know, he's he's the, the duo threat. That's why I think he's so terrific, especially in those open spaces. But he does it all. 
That guy is going to be hugely important throughout the year. Brandon Smith, finally good to see him back in action. Love seeing him. He was 3 for 34, 11.3 average. That's great. He had a 16 for his longest. Tyrone Tracy Jr., 2 for 19, 9.5 average. If you look at these averages, their average gain was 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 terrific. 14.2, 15.3, 11 11.8, 11.3, 9.5. That's incredible. Moving down the list, um, <clears throat> what do we have here? We had just one reception yard for Monty, uh, Sean, and then Ivory Kelly Martin. Getting a lot of people involved, though. That should be encouraging to you, too. He doesn't have one guy that he keys on. You could definitely tell that. You know, Regani was was a huge target for Stanley. But all these guys are getting the ball, which means he sees the field. He's not just looking for one guy to bail him out of a situation. Purdue's rushing um, rushing day was pretty much what it has been. It's pretty standard. I mean, it, I mean they had 104 yards. That Horvath, Xander Horvath, number 40, they kept on uh, referring to him as the All-Star, which he might have had a similar like upper torso build of All-Star, but that guy was not All-Star. In years past, we've done very well against guys like that. But he had a pretty good day. I mean, he had 21 carries for 129 yards. It was a 6.1 average, 33 being his longest. That's a guy we didn't think that would even be a factor in this game. At least I didn't. I didn't think he'd be a factor. I think it was it was interesting that Aiden O'Connell was their starting quarterback. I really didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to be Plummer again from last year. But I was pretty impressed with what he did. Not overly. I mean, he, he definitely targeted one guy that got the job done. I think his wide receiver was more talented than he was. But he got the ball to him. Usually he was in space, too, and that's where we just need to clean up that uh, that secondary. Yeah, they, uh, O'Connell was 31 for 50, 230. 82 yards, 5.6 average, three touchdowns, two interceptions, with a QBR of 65.2. So, not bad, but he I wouldn't say that he was one of the prolific uh, uh, quarterbacks that Iowa will see throughout the year. Uh, but definitely not bad. The, the punting special teams was actually uh, kind of a bright spot for us. Uh, didn't know how that was going to go we we got a new uh, putter from down under to replace our other down under putter and sleep dalton he did well i i really really was pleasantly surprised uh tory taylor 265 yards 44.2 average 52 was his longest uh he had one kind of not so good punt but you know it happens but really he did really well so at least we have at least we know we can get our, our field position back if uh, need be. Keith Duncan, as automatic as they come in the Big Ten, he was two for two, 33 being the longest. I really don't see a whole lot of, of downside for this season. I, I don't think that they were affected by any distractions or anything like that. I think it was just you know getting past those small mistakes and ball control. Shouldn't be any uh, question that Spencer uh, Petrus is our quarterback. He's going to be great going forward. I really you know look to see a lot more out of him even more 460 yards though you know 200 plus you know 265 of that coming from uh him throwing the ball that's uh yeah 
That's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good for your debut as a as a redshirt sophomore. So. Still look for him to get better, though. Uh, look for this team to get better. Look for uh, the defense to really shore itself up, get that secondary going, and really head into this uh, this next game with Northwestern uh, ready to go. Y you really don't know what you're going to get. They played uh, Maryland. Maryland is not good. They might actually – Maryland might be the worst team in the Big Ten. That's what we're talking about, the Rutgers. But Rutgers just kind of dismantled Michigan State. So I don't know. Maybe those two are in the running for the worst uh, team in the Big Ten. Don't know. Certainly not us. There's a huge, huge upside to the Hawkeyes. I think you're going to see it next week. I think things are going to be fixed, and we're going to see the, the team that we kind of expected to see at the beginning of the year. So hang in there. You, you know there's, there's better Hawkeye times to come. Don't be too depressed. I think you should have an uplifting feeling now, feel a little bit better about it. The, the numbers do look good for our team. It's just getting those important ones, the columns where you're turning the ball over in the other direction. We got that 2:30 game against Northwestern next week. Get ready for that. L you know, let your let your Hawkeye minds not be troubled. There's there's going to be a lot of times to fix a lot of the things that we saw from this past weekend. A lot of it is being you know can be fixed. A lot of it's just holding on to the ball. I think the largest part is just holding on to the ball. That's that's an easy fix. Should be an easy fix. Got a lot of guys getting involved, so you should be happy about that. Don't think that uh, you should be doom and gloom about this team at all. There, there's a huge upside to them. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I, I don't see any, uh, you know, drop off as far as their strength conditioning. Some people thought maybe they were getting tired towards the end of the game, like I said before. But I, I think that time will tell. We'll, we'll see this next game. But really, it was a swing of, of two turnovers and not capitalizing when we should have. Could have been a lot different game. We'll find out this next game who they're, you know, who they really are, what they're made of. You know, you're, you're going into a game. Uh, with one loss already, gotta gotta tie the series up, make it one-one in the Big Ten, so we can get back on the right track. But until then, please do uh, turn into Hawkeye Nation. Check out uh, all the content that we have there. We're gonna be talking about the upcoming game against Northwestern, kind of what the expectations should be there, and you know, just all things Hawkeye. So I'm Joe Hugan. Get me up at Twitter, like I said. Any questions? And you know, I'm gonna end with a uh, little Beatles and come together because we still got plenty of time. Love you, Hawkeyes. Go Hawks. <laughs>